welcome on to the uh, first of our special Hopcast Stories special editions. And uh, uh, James and Adam here, um, with our, our coats on, it's um, uh, Wednesday night at the end of January. And we are sat in um, definitely Sheffield's newest brewery. Probably right now Sheffield's coldest brewery. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we are at um, St Mars of the Desert uh, with Dan and Martha. Now, um, you're relatively new arrivals into the beer scene in Sheffield. And Adam and I met you probably about a month ago, maybe slightly more than a month ago, just before Christmas yep. um, at the uh, the then temporary home of Hop Hideout. Uh, which I think was one of the first events that, that you guys had done in, in, in Sheffield um, mm-hmm. and, and not long after you'd kind of made the announcement about your um, your arrival. Um, Adam's since been down and enjoyed yep. a couple of beers. Definitely. Here. Uh, and I'm sure we'll chat about that a, bit, a little bit later on. The reason that we wanted to come and, and kind of ask you guys to kind of tell us your story was that in the space of kind of 10 minutes chatting at, at Hop Hideout, it became apparent that this is not just a standard... Here's two people that thought, let's set up a brewery. Where should we do it? That place is cheap. Let's go there. Because um, this is, you know, it's a really unusual backstory because uh, you've crossed several continents, different countries, <laughs> considered all manner of different things to actually end up here where we are um, on what is kind of, you know, a, a, an industrial kind of back lane in, in Attercliffe. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a really open question to, to ask you both, but um, just kind of tell us the, the story of, of the brewery and, and, and how we come to find ourselves sat here today. All right, well, to set the scene, we're in Attercliffe, deepest, darkest Attercliffe, <laughs> in, on an old industrial site opposite a huge abandoned old foundry. And we're sort of in a garage building that was part of the office sort of complex for this foundry. And um, when we were renting the place, we were with the landlord and we were looking at the view and he was saying, you know, have you looked at other places? Have you been to other locations? And I was like, yeah, well, we started in America and we drove through Tuscany and we looked at farms in Tuscany. Then we went to Normandy and we looked at French farms. And he was just looking at me the whole time and he was like going from my face to the view here, which is just this massive old abandoned (laughs) foundry. And I was like, yep, this is it. This is what we were looking for. <laughs> Which is a bit mad, isn't it, when you think about it? But it does, it does feel the right, the right place to be. I think that's why kind of we asked the questions. It was like, yeah. how what were you thinking? <laughs> it is quite difficult to kind of sort of comprehend. But I mean, kind of take us right back to the beginning then, because um, you, know, you two, husband and wife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Martha, you, you sound like these are climbs that you're quite accustomed to. Yes. Uh, originally British? Yeah, I grew up in North Yorkshire. Okay. And I did science degrees and went to Boston for work, and I was a microbiologist. And I, then I met Dan because there was this British beer festival in just outside Boston. And I was like, nice one, real ale, haven't had any of that for a while. And I dragged my roommates there, and um, it was just a sea of bearded men. Because this was a long time ago before girls started to drink craft yeah. beer, I think, or interesting beer. And um, I don't think women go there 
now. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a, a farty experience. It is pretty festival. smelly in there. It's great. <laughs> anyway. They, st- um, they, still ex- they still exist here, though, don't they? There's, yeah, there's yeah, very, there's very specific I love, type I of love, I love that specific type of festival. <laughs> anyway, I met Dan, and um, rapidly my scientific career descended <laughs> into uh, just becoming a brewer. So that's how we met, hmm. right? Do you want to take over at any point, Julius? Um, well, yeah. t- tell us, what, so what's your background? Are you, were you kind of involved with beer at the, at the time that you met? Yeah, I, I got my first brewery job in 1992. So I worked at, I don't know, 10-something breweries in my, over those years. So um, when I met Martha, um, I was working at a brewery up just sort of north of Boston. And... Not a job I actually enjoyed at all. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. yeah. But um, so really, the quest since me and Dan have met is to find Dan a satisfied job in the beer industry. No, like he's been in the beer been industry quite the whole time. On this chair, yeah. Yeah. But he's a nightmare. And he just wants to do his own I thing. I know. Twenty-seven years later. Yeah. yeah well, it's, took, it's taken us a long time to get you there, but we're finally at a place where Dan can do whatever. Well, he likes. I, mean, I was around in the sort of the beginning of craft beer in New England, and so you know, the beginning of any industry, there's people are eager to open up breweries, and there's. Um, no consumer so you know I went through a lot of breweries where we closed um, for various reasons or ran out of money or whatever I have to go run to the next brewery and that's what it was like for many years and before there was you know these you know these hordes of people who wanted to spend lots of money on craft beer which is exactly what it is today in, in, in New England but um, so yeah I saw the sort of uh, the early days before, before you know, the brewers were the only people who liked good beer. You know, that's just the way it was back then. But, um, oh yeah, so anyway, getting back, we met Martha in, in uh, 2003 at this Real Ale Festival. She was, uh, she was a scientist at Harvard and I was at this brewer's job, they had this uh, brewery job. Um, and before long, we hatched a plan to move to the UK and... Uh, is it, am I telling yeah, the story? No, that's right. right. Yeah. We, our plan when we first met was to move back to Yorkshire and build a little brewery in Yorkshire. Yeah. And for some reason, neither of us had... We just didn't look at each other and go, we've got no money. And I just have no idea. I think we thought we were going to get an EU grant. There, was, we? there were these weird EU grants where people were getting grants for 100,000... Um, euros. Euros, euros. To build to, to build breweries on sort of the foot-and-mouth um, farms. Yeah. They lost all that. And our friends, where Martha's from, had a foot and mouth farm and didn't have any industry. So we thought it was going to be a good possibility. And then I think we caught it a bit late and then they... they there was just no way. There was no way. Really. And I got a job. I worked at Daleside Brew in Harrogate for a few years. And that was really good because it was like proper old real ale. Um, and, you know, if you know anything about um, American craft brewers is... All we wanted in the first place was to have a real beer tradition. You know, we didn't want to make all this stuff. So we really envied the, the old-fashioned breweries. So I was really happy. I felt like, um, you know, like those movies where you go back in time and you can't, you don't want to touch anything. You don't want to do anything that's going to change the trajectory of, that's kind of how I felt. I'm like, um, but a few times I had to like pull up my American skills and make this I made a pumpkin beer and you know you know there's sort of things that you know 
your your Yankee New England brewer has to do <laughs> over the years. So, but um, but yeah, um, so that was a great experience, and through that, I think I really understood beer more, and, um, and uh, you know, things that were just pictures in books or from the the Michael Jackson Beer Hunter series were actually things that I did every day. So I really loved it. Not enough to stick around. But, um, <laughs> so whereabouts where, where are we on the timeline now? What, what this kind would of be 2008. 2000, 2000, 2008. Yeah, 2008 yeah. is when we moved okay. back. We got in the QM and moved back to the US. Yeah, on a ship. I've got a good name for this um, film. Yeah. Back to the Brucher. <laughs> back to the Brucher. Brucher. That's nice. Brucher. Yeah. Yeah. We all, we all, we all on that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's what it's going to be called. Thanks Back for that. It's good that you interrupted the <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing now. 2007. So you've been working in, um, in Harrogate. Um, yeah. And um, you obviously make the decision to move back to, to the States. Yeah. Okay. And it was more because... It was, I think this is pre-craft beer in... in in UK, and there was a bit of brew dog happening and stuff, but um, I missed the excitement of the American beer scene. I missed the potential of the American beer scene. You know, you can go from little brewery to big brewery. You can use all every every inch of your brain to make beer and all this kind of stuff. And I just missed it. And I think I felt in a rut, and sort of in uh, you know in uh, in the countryside. We both felt in the rut in the countryside, I think. Um, and I know Harrogate's supposed to be a city and all, but yeah, we did. <laughs> but it's still quite remote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, we lived in Thursk at the time, so it was a bit, it was a bit different. But um, yeah, so we went back to the U.S. with really no plans because um, I didn't have a job before we went. Martha didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And then we got there. We didn't have very much money. We didn't have. We had almost no money. Um, Once again, we thought we could do it with no money. Well, it's funny. We we went there with. We went back and we had ended up having eight grand. Martha gets off the the ship and gets a job immediately at MIT because she's got she's she's great. I'm a stupid brewer, so it takes me ages to find work. So, um, the uh, we had this eight thousand, and I thought. Uh, I had been drawing beer labels and coming up with beer ideas, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll just go to this brewery and ask if I could brew a batch of beer. And brewed a saison. When we brewed this, when we, before we brewed the saison, saisons were kind of like always had spices in them and all this, and they were they were rarely brewed in the U.S. And you know, I was really in, inspired by Phil Markowski's book, the saison book, that sort of. Um, Actually, I actually asked him about this book uh, just before we launched. I had all these questions for him. I, I ran into him because I had known him for quite a long time, a bit. And uh, he said, I can't remember writing that book. I just had a baby. Like, I just had to spit it out. I'm like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> um, and then, so this idea that, you know, that Cezanne is, is different or more or less than, than, than uh, I had been thinking, that... It, you know, Saison DuPont is just a hoppy beer with nice yeast, you know, that's all it is with hard water hops and very simple. And so we devised this beer. We went to a sort of a, uh, the, the only brewery that would have us at the time, brewed this batch of beer, threw labels on the bottles, 
sent a few kegs out, and then we were completely broke. We spent all eight grand on this one batch of beer. It was only a 20 barrel, I think it was a 20 barrel batch yeah, of beer. Yeah, I remember we bought 11 kegs. Yeah, we had 11, 11 used kegs. kegs. And, um, and then people bought it. Money came back, and we, and we <laughs> brewed a second batch, and we brewed a th- third batch, and then that lasted for, that lasted for eight years. Well, we went from, you know, the initial investment of eight grand to doing an almost a million and a half in sales a year. Wow. So like, um, and that was like the third or fourth year that we started to do that. So we had a thousand accounts in Massachusetts, and we sold them in uh, New York City, and it was just a crazy time. It was a really fun. It was a roller coaster, wasn't it? It was. It it was. Mm. It was. So was that brewing at someone else's cuckoo brewing? Or that yeah, yeah, it was cuckoo. Yeah. yeah. Cuckoo. We were called Pretty Things Beer and Ale Project. We sold. We even sold a little beer here. Um, but um, yeah, we had this beer, Jack Doris Saison. It was the first Saison in the U.S. that was well, like a flagship beer. It was brewed all the time and inspired lots of, every, you know, all the says a lot of the saisons that came after it were after Jack Doris because it was. Uh, I think it was a revelation to people that it was just such a. You could do it so simply, and it was a great flagship and all this other stuff. It was just really good. Um, and we did that, and I think people had all these expectations of us maybe building a brewery or sticking around or growing. Well, we got ourselves into a tight spot, I think, because we grew to the extent that if we had built a brewery, it would have had to be a big brewery, yeah. and we couldn't afford it. That We had some money, but we couldn't afford that, so that would have meant, you know, that kind of brewery is like 20 million. Like yeah. they're big, you know, that's the big kind numbers. of direction we're going. That's the yeah. kind of number you're looking at for a decent sized, like good wow. quality, maybe twenty or thirty barrel, thirty barrel brewery. Somebody offered us half of that money for half of our business to help build a brewery. Just we were just crazy. Like, we're like, How does we'll this never work? be able to buy one percent of our business back from this person. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. So we just kind of like we burnt out on pretty things. We worked you know, kind of worked ourselves into a stupor, didn't we? And then we realised that we'd kind of hit a wall, like we didn't want to take on that debt. That would have been crippling to us, just mentally. Like, we're not those kinds of people. And we were just like, you know what? Let's just sell up and go (laughs) travelling. Which is another insane decision that we made. So when, where, where, whereabouts are we up to now, what we're looking at? Um, That's 2015, that is. Yeah. So we're only a few, kind of three, four, four, there, four yeah. five years back. Yeah. Um, so you, what, come out of beer completely for a bit? Yeah, we decided to sell everything that we had, all of our business assets, basically just like closed the business. And then, you know, I think we both knew that it was going to lead us back to beer, this <laughs> crazy path that we took but um we sort of tried to kid ourselves that we were just like well we're just done let's just pretend we're done and yeah. see what else our lives bring us but you know then every night he's watching beer hunter on youtube and just a weird yeah yeah like and i'm obsessed. still drawing it's labels and coming up with formulations and stuff so. exactly so you know so then we but it was nice because it gave us we basically took, we ended up taking a long time off, two years, I yeah. guess. We traveled 34 countries. We wow. did like 10 weeks in Vietnam, going up from the south to the north and stuff like that. You know, we worked on farms in uh, Lake Garda, on, you know, an olive farm in Lake Garda. And we, you know, we, uh, we, lived in a, we lived in a hut with no electricity up in the Alps in the snow wow. it, was, it was horrible it was good dad was like this is my dream and i was like this is horrible yeah. anyway fun times 
So yeah, eventually we started like we admitted to each other that we did want to try and build a brewery, and we started looking at places that we could potentially buy a small property and put a little farmhouse brewery. I think farmhouse brewery is kind of where we've always been, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we ended up in Essex. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we were right thinking that you initially were looking in sort of still in America at this point. I was this. We did look in America, but. Um, the big thing about the climate in America, so I couldn't, I couldn't hack the winters anymore. So we just ruled out New England because digging your car out at two o'clock in the morning to go and brew is just yeah. awful. Like I did that for what eight years and yeah. it was too much. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be 50 years old and I'm going to be hacking ice. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just, I was like, forget it. So then we looked sort of further south in America and we just didn't feel comfortable there at all. <laughs> So you're looking kind of down towards towards Florida. Or yeah, like, we looked at Carolinas. We looked yeah. at Virginia. We liked Virginia actually. Yeah, but it was a bit pricey, wasn't it? Yeah, we we went to we there was a couple of cities we went to in Virginia that we liked, but we already saw like we went into one brewery that a friend of ours went to, and he was like, you know, there's a brewery opening there and there's a distillery <laughs> opening next door to us. He's like, basically just, every building you can see from here is going to yeah, be a brewery yeah, the next so year. Like, that's. Like, uh, pop, 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 pop. We don't mind that. Like we obviously we moved to a city that has a lot of breweries. We want there to be a big brewing community. So yeah. that kind of allows you to sort of do your own thing. You don't have the responsibility of being the only craft brewery in town. You have to do all the craft brewery things. So, um, so we didn't mind. We didn't mind that. Um, we kind of pictured ourselves in Florida at one point, and maybe we would buy an old sort of roadside attraction. You know, like <laughs> or maybe in a, an old tire store. You know, or something that would have you know the big fence with the barbed wire around it and we'd have a tropical garden and uh, like you know that sort of thing but um we just couldn't find a place we wanted to live and that i think that became a real problem is okay i can picture a brewery in that building but where the hell are we going to live around here that was constantly getting to us Mm -hmm. um and so i can't remember what happened at the first trip down the east coast i think we did a bit of traveling yeah. And then we came back to England and we started looking around England. We went to Manchester. We started to see the, the uh, railway arch. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we realized, you know, how cheap they were. And I thought, well, this is brilliant. It's a good landlord um, because it's a national company. They're, they're probably not going to screw you too bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, we went to Manchester. We sort of looked around a little bit. Probably didn't get a really good feel for Manchester, but we did go into a brewery where a, guy, where a couple of guys said, like, don't come to Manchester. So, you know, <laughs> like Cloudwater next door. Uh, yeah, try, like, yeah. And I, I've, I've since met the guy and he's like, I can't believe I said that. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say you're lost, but you know, it, we just moved on from that. Um, and then we looked at Leeds and Leeds is good. Um, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't find a place we wanted to live and blah, blah, blah. The buildings, we couldn't find a building that was older than like 1975. You know, it's just, it was just, not yeah. what I was what we were picturing. So then we then we went crazy, and we started looking at farms. Then you went crazy. Then we went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we started looking at farms in Lincolnshire. Like, and you know, you get you you go to places and you can picture like that. Oh, that's a beautiful old farm building. I put a brewery in it, like in the middle of absolutely fucking yeah. nowhere. But uh, we did that. In Scotland, <laughs> we did that we in Wales. We used to call that uh, Escape to the Country. Oh, they call you right back. Yeah. Like, if you're interested in being on that show, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to build a brewery on a farm. They're like, where? 
and you're like, Wales, why not Wales? And they're like, what's your budget? And they're like, oh no, forget it, you can't afford anything. <laughs> I know. We were like all the way up at the tip of, of Scotland. We were literally no. like, and we're, yeah, like we're like, just just in this little, just the, this little area. You know, like, we have, this is, this is the money that we have. And they would call back, like this intern would call back, I'm sorry you don't have the money quick. <laughs> Also, so also, twenty-five people live in like a hundred-mile radius. <laughs> I know that's Can you it. You're trying to sell a beer. And that's so stupid. So uh, then we we then got really pissed off, and we went to France, <laughs> and um, we had already looked at Italy and decided it, uh, the north of Italy wasn't going to work for us, even though we loved the language, we love to learn the language. It's just we don't. I'm I'm not sure. It might take eight years to build a brewery there. I have a feeling, you know, and I, and. I don't know how you sell beer that is very foreign, but French, like I could speak French already. Um, and that area of, of France feels like England. Um, it's beautiful. It, and it's beautiful. Just like Normandy, Pays de la Loire, that yeah, kind of Brittany. thing. And it's very, it's very inexpensive. You know, there's obviously cable or whatever, there's television programs about how inexpensive nice places are <laughs> there. Um, uh, and we were looking at a farm, and it was very cheap. It was under hundred grand, and it had beautiful outbuildings, and it had it's like six acres. And we're like, oh, we can sell all of our all of our beer in America because our friends an importer and all that kind of stuff. And it was in a village called Saint Mars du Désert. And um, the the thing about that part of France is um, the rural areas that they don't uh, they don't have schools anymore. So if you're a young family, you can't live there. So they're dying. Right. We didn't know that at the time. But um, <laughs> sorry, my hand stuck in my pocket for some reason. All right, um, <laughs> I'm being so pompous. Oh yes. But um, so uh, but we said to the re- realtor, we're like, yeah, uh, we're, we're so gung ho on this place. So you know what's around here? What else is happening around? She's like Saint Mars in Saint Mars the desert. She's like, well, let me put it this way. You know Mars, right? And we're like, yeah. She's like, what's on Mars? She's, we're like, well, rocks, nothing. She's like, that's right. She's like, you know the desert, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we're like, all right, okay. We looked at each other, didn't we? We yeah. always, like, as a couple, we always want to rush in, and we kind of do. And then we look at each other and we're like, what are we thinking? Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe we're doing this again. How, how did that? Because um, it sounds like you, you kind of found somewhere that you you really fell in love with like the area was something that you really liked price wise everything worked yeah. it was an area that you felt comfortable in the kind of the realisation that actually it's just not going to work out how 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 was that it must have been after kind of you know trekking to America and up and down England and farms and everything like that it must have been quite demoralising yeah it was in, in fact you know you know, what, you know what's the first thing that happened Martha we both we were both sat uh, we are both sat and in bed, I think one morning we're like, "All right, we're just going to move to Asheville, North Carolina, and open a brewery." <laughs> so we booked a, an Airbnb for a in, for a month in Asheville. Like, okay, we really thought we were, we're going to land back. on our feet. Yeah. We're going to build a brewery, and we got there. And by the time we got to our Airbnb, we looked at each other. And we're like, "No, nope. no, we can't do it." <laughs> it's so mad, isn't it? It that. is mad. Did you see if you can get a refund or did you just stick it out the window? Well, we stuck it out because Dan then had to get a visa to move back here. Yeah. Because I was like, right, we've got to make a decision. It's not here, it's Yorkshire. <laughs> so we got back on a ship and came over. We, we crossed, in this period of time, I think we crossed the Atlantic 
five times wow. in ships. Right. So, <laughs> it's a very cheap way to travel. It's it very wild. It does. One, one was 24 days. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's like 24 days in retirement. Really you, know? you get really sick of it. You get really sick of it. Yeah. But it is beautiful. It is che it's cheap and it gives you the time that you need. And, you know, if you're trying to clear your head, you'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we cleared our head a little bit too much. Yeah, we kind of do. Well, maybe you said, like, you kind of tend to rush into these, like, Things. Maybe going on boats is that time where you kind of, you're halfway in, sort of like 12 days in going, nah, that's a stupid idea. But we've got 12 more days in yeah. the wrong direction. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's exactly it. Can you imagine that? That's so true. How, how much of a plan did you have then? So you're back on the boat, you've got, you know, however long, 20 odd days as, you, as you're kind of coming back. Um, in your head, were you quite certain at this point, right, Yorkshire's going to be the place, this is the home straight now? Or, you know, after trying all these different places, what 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 was going on and in, 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 in what <laughs> kind of conversations really were you having at that time? No, no, it's um, so I love Yorkshire, I grew up here, I've always loved it. I knew that money was going to be a real tight thing. and But I think at this stage we'd also established that Dan is very much a city person. Even though we were looking at a remote farm and he really wanted <laughs> to buy it. But like really I think we'd sort of come to that. Yeah. So... I think we were just sort of game for anything that we could afford. That's sort of where Escape to the Country came in, isn't it? We were just like, <laughs> yeah. anywhere we could yeah. afford anything. And we did, we looked in Lincolnshire, we looked in Wales, we looked in the Highlands of Scotland. And then, you know what happened? Dan crashed the car. And we were supposed uh, to be getting a cheap flight from Leeds Airport. And that's what brought us to Leeds, right? And then from Leeds, we moved to Sheffield because we yeah. couldn't drive there anymore. So we had to spend the night in Leeds. And Dan was like, I love it here. Like, this is the best place. And then I was like, well... You're not supposed to say that in Sheffield. No, I know, I know. But then we came to Sheffield. Yeah. Like, that was it. So, so that was it, really, Had, had you it? been to Sheffield then before then? Uh, no, Dan had never been here. No. He'd we, never we, been here. We saw, I saw, I remember seeing a trolley many years ago when we were on our way to the peaks for camping or something like that. Remember, it stuck in my head like, oh, that's... That's probably a real city if it's got a trolley, because I come from, you know, Boston. He's talking about trams, by the way. Yeah, trolley. Right. Yeah, the trolley. He saw a shopping trolley, he was like, oh, that's a real city. <laughs> 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 All right, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's All a right. good cafe. It's good to cafe. <laughs> okay, anyway. yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, a tram. And... Uh, we, I can't, we I can't fell in love with Sheffield. Yeah, as soon as we drove through it, we, there's two things that <laughs> just like struck. all the other places. <laughs> well, this one we we actually well obviously we still we still love it here. Um, but um, when we were driving through, we saw all the what looked to me as empty industrial, industrial buildings, yeah. lots of potential. That's the first thing you look for. And then as we were driving through the city, then I saw the botanic garden. I'm, I really love gardening like I just thought that was so incredible that that was there and then I just saw this parkland I had just read that you know there's so many trees yeah. here and um I had no I had no preconceptions you know just driving through it and I was like this place is pretty cool and the more we drove through the more I loved it and then we started looking at sites uh and it became clear that this place was going to work out um we came across all this, this stuff, the um, the study or what the you would, brewery city stuff. Yeah, the brewery city stuff, which I thought, you know, if a city's doing that, it can't, it can't be too bad, you know. And of, of course, um, 
I remembered like, all these bands from the 80s that were from Sheffield <laughs> and Boston, where I'm from. You know, Boston, you know, had the same thing. You know, Aerosmith and the yeah. Cars, you know, and just the 80s were the, like yeah. the, the, that Boston moment <laughs> as well. Like, I just thought it was kind of the interesting. Boston from Boston. Boston are. Boston are from Boston. Boston yeah, from they Boston, are. Yes. Yeah, they are. So hard about that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. They're, they're from the Cape, actually, but yeah, close enough. Um, so when when um, uh, when did you arrive in Sheffield then? When when what time wise? When was it? Um, oh, that's a good question. You mean to look or to we, to we, look? Like the first time we came here, it was probably like July of two thousand oh. sixteen, right? Really, seventeen. Now, Seven, so, uh, seventeen. Seven. <laughs> oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. It wasn't seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. Was, I mean, we saw in kind of like the local press about. Some two people from America coming to open in a brew, and that was like a different location, wasn't it? And that was, yes. was it, that was well, probably over a, over there, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, probably yeah. over a year. Ago, oh yeah, so. it was, yeah, it took us ages. So we, we drove through the city. We were like, there's loads of abandoned industrial. This is going to be perfect. We're going to find a space. And then every site that we found fell through for Literally. about eight to ten months. Like um, we were a long time before we found this place. Yeah, we were wasting time. a lot of money. We got really frustrated at one point and almost moved to Germany. <laughs> But um, but yeah, we, we, we bought a house and we live here, so we're not going anywhere. Yeah, but we did have sites fall through, and that's what that article was about. Mm. It was about Abbeydale Brewery. Um, no, sorry, it was the old no. near Abbeydale Brewery. It was the, the old dairy, dairy. The old dairy yeah, yeah. Um, near yeah. Abbeydale Road. The co- the council was uh, was definitely an interesting experience because. Uh, no building was was industrial enough for them for us to put a brewery in. Yeah, change of use is just a killer for yeah, small businesses. Right. Okay. If yeah. a building, if a building has um, not a continuous history of in- industry, so um, if somebody else has come in and, and open and put a box of something, to stored store a caravan or whatever, weeks. yeah, then yeah, no. then you're done. It's not industrial anymore. So, and we're considered heavy industry in this in, in this business, which is crazy when you think about what we are given what we do Um, so we were getting frustrated of course you know to put it into context in the US you have to get permission from the local preachers and priests so imagine us trying to set up in South Carolina like if I think it's a hundred yards or is it 200 yards or something like this if you have a, a church there of any kind you have to get permission from the person who runs it. So there's probably places where you have to get permission from 20, you know, downtown, yeah. 20 different guys. Can you imagine that? So, um, it's a lot of churches to go to, isn't it? It is a little too much. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so yeah. yeah, we got it. We got it to work. We found an industrial building. Yeah, this one, this one had, was continuously industrial. It only closed, you know, five or six years before we... We got here, and they were, you know, they're making steel. Mm-hmm. So there it's you go. Industrial, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we really lucked out with this place, um, and it is a, it's a funny area of the city. <laughs> There's no footfall, but you know what? Like we're called St. Mars of the Desert. Like we're going to be weird and far away, right? And we're the outsiders. We really are. Like that was the whole point. Is like we are. We're not locals. No matter where we went, even if we went in Boston, I would still feel like a bit of an outsider. You know, like yeah. so. This was, a, this was to, to me. This is perfect. If 
you look at Ameri American craft beer, this is the kind of neighborhoods that breweries open in, 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 in New York City or Kansas City, anywhere, L.A., you don't, they're not play. they're not on the main street, you know, you don't, you know, you have, you have a dodgy cab drive, you know, cab ride over, and, uh, you know, that's the way it is, and you, maybe sometimes there's regeneration that happens because of it, and other times it's just a funny place out in, mm -hmm. a, you know, industrial backwoods. But, so when was the point you kind of got the keys, essentially, when you could start working on it, it oh, in January 2009? I think it was, so. it was during May of last year, wasn't it? Yeah. May of 2018. Yeah. We got the keys. Yeah. So it's, <clears throat> it's interesting. Obviously, Adam and I kind of spoke about this on, on one of our podcasts before we met either of you when we, uh, we saw it in a, somewhere on the internet or on a newspaper story or something. And I think we kind of joked at the time saying, like, uh, is this two people that just landed in Sheffield and thought, <laughs> well, that place will do? And, and not, not realising that Attercliffe's kind of, you know, it's, been through quite a bit and the kind of area <laughs> that um, that it is. Um, uh, what what have you always been certain about this this place, or have there been points where you've kind of stopped and kind of wondered, is it is it right? Is it going to work out, or has it been full steam since 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 last summer? Uh it has been full steam, but like we still wake up and I mean that's the story of being a small business owner trying to do something new where you've risked all your money. Of course, we still have like the night horrors. <laughs> when yeah, you wake up, yeah. and you're like, what were we thinking? It's never going to work. I mean, definitely, and like we're in the early stages of our business, and like it's very hard to find us, and people don't know that we're here, and it's going to be a tough slog to make this business work. There's no doubt about it. But I really love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I really do. To, to kind of move on on that, like so. To anybody who's listening and not being a bit, kind of, can you explain what you what your setup the is, context. what you've got, and kind yeah. of what it kind of looks like? So um, we're in a a yard, basically off the street. There's sort of black iron railings, so you have to find us through a gate. And when we're open, we have a sandwich board outside, so you can find us. You come in through the gate, and you walk through the yard, and you'll see a sort of L-shaped arrangement of buildings, and they're sort of I don't know when they were built, but they're very basic <laughs> garages, basically. <laughs> And one of them is a tap room where you can come in and meet mm. us and have a beer and you can buy bottles to take home. And then the other building is the brewery um, and you can have a tour of the brewery if you like. We'll show you around. And that's really it. So we've got two buildings, tap room and brewery. And I have a print shop as well because I'm doing some screen printing, which is a good laugh. <laughs> it brings you on to actually kind of your, your bottling, your artwork and stuff. Like if you come in here, it's completely painted and there's lots of like stencily kind of artwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's really you've done an amazing job personally. Thank it's, you. Really, it's a real brand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Every, everything, yeah, everything you can see, you see, you've got t-shirts and stickers and stuff, and everything is like really sharp, and it just it's kind of all fits together. So like, so that's that's something you've done, then. Is that, uh, we do it together. together. We've always been like really into it. Like Dan's obsessed with old brewery artwork mm, and yeah. the connection between beer and art. I think it's a fantastic sort of age-old connection, isn't it, between mm. how a beer looks and how it <clears throat> tastes. It's lovely. So we've always wanted, like, this is our dream, is yeah. to create a whole little world. Well, I feel like when you come in the door, you're, like, entering a, a new world. Yeah, it does feel like it's kind of Mars. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of nice, because, like, there's not been too many photos on the internet of it, and it's, it, it's still surprised when I first came in. I'm like, ooh, this is... Oh, brilliant. It's, like, it's, kind, of, it's kind of cute, but in, in, like, a really kind of... It's like modern, it's like a nice mix of like modern and kind of traditional, it's like really... What do you think, James? You're not yeah, being I mean, from a, from a beer drinker's point of view, it's the kind of place that you dream about just stumbling across when you visit a city for the first time. 
like the first time that you, uh, I remember you don't stumble across it the first time you go to Manchester and you kind of find yourself in the railway arches and you're in these little kind of tap rooms and stuff. Mm. Uh, and you're sort of like, wow, this is great. And this place has that feel of, you know, when, when you kind of find it for the first time and you're like, this ticks every box of it. It's just, it's... It's a really it's welcoming lovely. atmosphere, I think. But that's, that's got to bring us on to a question about the fact that, you know, we, we, got, the, uh, we got a taxi here from town obviously because we're, we're coming you're not, you're not open tonight we're, we're coming to record um, this What what's your kind of plan to get people along here because you kind of acknowledged earlier the passing trade maybe is is, is limited um, and I mean let's be fair you, you have customers now you know you've been open for, for, for yeah. a little while you've got customers you'll talk about the fact that you've got some regulars now that mm-hmm. are coming along um, but what, what's your kind of thoughts about how you, you're going to get kind of people down here well, we are really accessible, so lots of buses and trams come past Ashcliff, so it is actually easy to get here. The key is that they know we're here, you know, like, yeah. it's easy to get to us when you know we're here. Um, you can also walk along the canal and the River Don, <coughs> the five yeah. weirs walk, so there's actually nice, pla- there's nice ways to get here as well. But yeah, certainly getting the word out that we actually exist and that there's a tap room here to enjoy mm. is struggle. Well, the great thing about brewery tap rooms is you're surrounded by people who find it worth it's worth the while to, to come to them. So, but when I used to go to Belgium when I was much younger in the in the mid '90s, I would go to places like the Dola Brewery, and they have the magnificent tap room there. Um, if you go around that little town, you say, "Oh yeah, I'm just waiting for the tap room to open at the Dola." They'll say, "Oh, why are you going there?" I'm like, well. I'll tell you why, because I flew here to get there <laughs> from Boston. And um, they're like, oh, that's the rubbish. Oh, no, you should be drinking, you know, all this other stuff. Um, you should be drinking Laffa or whatever, you know, um, and um, or Jupiter. Or, but, you know, for people who want to go to a place, there's nothing better to have this, you know, place to go where you don't have to, um, you don't have to uh, mingle with people who don't want to be there. I mean, that's basically it, you know, so... Uh, we want to we want to welcome as many people here. Uh, you know, we want people to enjoy our beer. We're going to have a very wide range. I think at the end of the day, uh, which people don't really realize yet because we've been a two beer brewery for a month. It feels like years, but only a month. <laughs> um, but um, you know, um, to walk through the door and actually, you know, as you say, it's a bit branded. But I think the the, the important thing is when you. When you come into a place, and this is what we always missed with pretty things in the U.S. is we never had a place people could come. Mm-hmm. So we had to make the world feel like it was our place in a way. You know, we would do events, and you know, we would. But here, you can come into this tiny little space, and it is—it's what we dreamt of. You know, and the things, all these signs on the wall are things I've collected over the years, and uh, you know. It's it's a mishmash of uh, of all of the various beer experiences we've had in all over Europe and America and um, you know uh, so yeah uh, th- there you go like I wouldn't want this on the mainstream yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing it's kind of it's perfect it's unique and it's like yeah, like, yeah. just hope people find it but I think they will word of mouth is already kind of bringing people yeah, in yeah we're getting more phone calls and emails from places and like oh that's great you know yeah. that person knows we exist now or that pub knows or that event knows and you know um, it, it kind of feels like summer's going to be really important for, 
for you here because as you kind of talked about that kind (laughs) of walk along the canal you've got kind of the courtyard outside and and kind of like it just feels that it lends itself to being a place where you think oh I've got a Saturday free shall we we have a walk and and being you know real kind of um yeah, that, that, that being a real kind of key thing for you. Um, you kind of touched a little bit there on the fact that, um, you know, the beer side of things, which is something we've not talked a lot about. We've talked no. about, you know, one, one beer that you've brewed in the, in the past. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just tell us a little bit about um, where you're at in terms of, of, of beer and what the plans are for the future. Right. So we started off with what I would call two pretty simple beers, basically a pale ale and something that was uh, the ale equivalent of pills basically you know um they were inspired by you know people like de la Seine and you know but uh and Daranka and you know some other people but um in general i think when we we're this is this is evolving a bit in our in a, a bit in our heads one thing i don't think we realized even though we were kind of um around in, uh you know the british craft beer scene a bit and we've been to like the Indie Man Beer Con and things. We weren't sure how how people were going to respond to us and our beer and the stuff. We didn't know whether we had to be, you know, more dialed back, more crazy. Well, the answer has been pretty. The answer <laughs> is crazy. It's crazy. We need to You're be crazy. crazy. So, um, so we can do. We can be like we would be in America here um, in some in some ways. So, um, we're doing all kinds of all kinds of uh, fun beers. Uh, right now, we're experimenting with different yeast strains already. So we're using the um, Bruxelles, uh, Saccharomyces bruxellensis uh, trois yeast, which used to be a, considered a Britannomyces yeast, and so we're doing a lot with um, with that right now. Where I think we're on, we're on a second beer with that. We're blending that with another yeast. So we're gonna have that sort of thing with saisons um we're gonna be making the sort of beer that you know, when you say you're a brewer from new england people want to <laughs> want you to be brewing so we're gonna be doing a bit of that we're gonna do like an industrial atacliff industrial series of really hoppy beers yeah with the with the right yeast strain with the right with those yeah we're hops. gonna do the cloudy yeah juicy <laughs> juicy yes all that <clears throat> We've got um, so we first of all I should say that we built the brewery to 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 have a lot of sort of old world technology that could potentially work in our favor. So we've got a cool ship, um, which we're using and we're going to continue to use mostly for cool ship hopping. Um, so you know in the, in the U.S. we have um, you know this cool pooling business where you put the hops into the the, the cool uh, whirlpool. Well, we can actually we can get those temperatures pretty quickly here. So going into we're basically using the cool ship as if it were uh, a whirlpool um, in this situation. So we're get, able to get some of those lower temperature qualities out of the hops that that way. Um, the other thing we have is we we uh, we had designed for us the three bar fermentation tanks. And that allows us to have proper Hansmann German spunding valves on, so we can ferment under pressure. So, um, you know, when you ferment under pressure, uh, the yeast produce well glycerin, and that gives you more of a 
of a body to the beer, smoother feel to the beer, potentially locks in things that would normally come come out of the of the tank as well. So, um, really building a brewery that expresses itself uh, as well uh, as Martha and I thinking about these beers, having a brewery as the sort of the third partner. One of the um, one of the inspirations. Uh, over my whole career, because you know, in America, we all brew on the same equipment, basically. You know, there's a few different companies, there's probably a dozen companies, but they're all making the same equipment, basically. There's not a lot of personality there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I would come to Europe and I would go to these breweries that I thought were cool, were, uh, you know, I mentioned Dodol, I might as well stick with them, or Dodol and Duranka. These were guys who. They were from the cool new generation, but they were taking over old breweries or they were using old breweries. So they had to work with what they had. And that, though the marriage of that old technology, old materials and new, new young brewer at the time, at the time, um, <laughs> we're talking the 80s, um, really made some unbelievable beers that like, became world classic. Like if you look around Belgium, what those guys did in the 80s, um, you know, basically they opened a brewery and became world-class breweries just like that. Just from going homebrew, old brewery, make, make a beer that I think is good, world-class. Like, <laughs> we have 7,000 breweries in the U.S. And no, you know, no, no, nobody opens a brewery and just makes world-class beers like that. Maybe you can make arguments, but... Um, you know, not that I want to be the best brewery in the world or I want to be world class or anything. I just want to. There's a magic that happens when skilled brewer with crazy idea meets quirky equipment. Yeah. That's, the, that's that, where the magic that, is. That is, yeah, that's sort of, of what we're looking for. And, you know, that the brewery, I'm sure, their, their breweries have kicked their asses for, gen, for almost a generation now. They've gotten their They'd asses probably throw them kicked. In the skip they probably hate the, the things. <laughs> but, um, and so. Um, like in, in in the same vein, <laughs> yeah. this brewery's been kicking our ass a little yeah, bit, so it's really good. Uh, it's, it's really good. good. We we today was the first day we hit our gravity. Yeah. Brew five. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not impressed by that. Um, but um, that's uh, you know that's what we're, what we're looking for. We're looking for a place of, of character to build a place of character that you know I probably got. 10 years to go in my career, you know, it'd be if, you're nice, lucky. if I'm lucky, it'd be <laughs> nice if it was spent making something, you know, doing something worthwhile and fun. So um, the other things that we have that I say old world technology is we have uh, a mixer in our uh, bright beer tank where we can use for doing proper bottle re-fermentation to keep the uh, sugar suspended while we're, while we're bottling. Mm-hmm. And the last piece that's not here yet is we're getting our first fooder in a few weeks so we're getting um, a huge wooden barrel yeah basically. yeah a, th- a thousand a thousand liter fer- wooden fermentation vessel with a manway door you know all the things you would have but um, it's an old red wine fooder right yeah from Germany mm-hmm. it's being they're shaving the, the insides now and re- redoing all the bits of it so that's to allow us to do you know as you would imagine sour beers and things like that um, so we're, we're going to try to um, devise a way to make sort of fun, sort of quickish sour beers um, without doing kettle souring. Yeah. Um, but um, t- through fermentation, 
in those tanks so we can have a nice turnover over the summer of different beers like that. Um, and then, you know, if, if, <laughs> all right. <laughs> if, if all goes well, um, the quirkiest, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the quirkiest thing about the cuckoo clock is that it's actually quarter past the hour, then it's just gone off. <laughs> oh, no, really? Separate. Oh, we spent ages trying to get that to No, time. you know why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's because somebody wanted it to cuckoo, didn't they? Yeah, so they did. I, yeah, the last, yeah, taste. <laughs> People come in and they're like, does that cuckoo clock work? And we're always like, yeah, it does. Just wait for the hour. And then it'll be like one o'clock or something. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, I missed it. So we'll push it back so they yeah. does it again. Ah, I get it. <laughs> what you yeah, is like, I'll get you another beer, you have to wait another hour. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. So, Anyway, so, so I was droning on. Um, you sure were. There's probably something else good to talk about, but yeah, mm-hmm. the food are the food is really exciting for us. So we're going to have all the all the various bits. Um, yeah, and if we prove this business to be a workable business, we have the cool ship to make funky, fun, fun stuff mm-hmm. with spontaneous beers. What's quite interesting, um, just listening to you speak over kind of the last you know five or ten minutes there, is the fact that for a lot of people. The you know starting in in Boston and all that journey that you went on and ending up in Sheffield, that that would probably be like enough of a journey for a lot of people. And yet it's really apparent the way that you're talking about the the plans and the beers that you want to do and the equipment that you're getting in is that it, it this this is kind of the start of the the actual journey now, isn't it? Yeah, and, that's, know, that's, that's just been like that's the yeah. prelude. You know, it's yeah. forty five minutes talking about the prelude. This is where. The fun really starts. Well, this, that's it. That's that's the thing. Like, um, and it doesn't have to be super successful because we already kind of had that. So what we want to do is make something that everybody loves, and and we get a lot of uh, satisfaction out of it. And make really good, funky, weird beers, and and um, you know. Yeah, totally. We just want to make a living, feed the cat, and have fun. <laughs> that's yeah. really the goal, isn't it? We're not yeah. trying to be anything big. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is what you've wanted your entire professional career, That's and true. you finally got there. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken us a long twenty-seven time. years. So like, come down, some and drink some bloody good beer. Yes, yeah, exactly. come on down. Please, yeah. So you mentioned obviously about the key thing now is people finding you. So if there's anyone that listens to this that thinks, yes, I want to go, but I, I've got no idea where they are or anything like that, how do they find out more about me? Um, our website is beerofsmod.co.uk. Saint Miles in the Desert, Smod. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Um, we're just on, I can't remember the bus numbers, 52X1, tram, yellow line. Um, just call us up, the phone number's there, I'll tell yeah. you how to get here. <laughs> we update, if you go on Google and you Google us and it shows the map, and you oh, have a little picture of the map and the hours, the hours she actually, she does, so right. we, those are to date. So if it says we're open at noon, you can, you can get in the cab okay. or whatever you're going to do. Totally, yeah. totally. And you know, children are allowed, dogs are allowed. Mm. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> Every, all, all the other. I don't know. Cats, fine. Guinea pigs. I mean, the, the final question that, that we've got to ask really is um, you've obviously covered a lot of miles to kind of get to the point that you're at now. Um, fair to say, I think, you know, uh, uh, probably the majority of people might have given up on that dream somewhere along the line and maybe just decided to get a nice job in a bar or something like that, but um, has it been worth it? (laughs) 
Yeah, it has been. Maybe it's funny. That's a weird question because, like, it hasn't really started, but, like... When you're a small business owner, it is a hairy situation. I remember this when we started Pretty Things as well. You have moments where you're just like, oh, it's just not working. <laughs> and you just have to keep pushing harder and harder and harder to make it work. And so there's those moments. But then when we're brewing, like we brewed today, and you're just so happy. And it's so good. It's so fulfilling. And that is what we're here to do. So it really is. It is worth it. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, I should say, like, I, I love real ale and I love... I, we've enjoyed drinking beer all over this city, you know, so I love the places. The people are, you know, uh, are, are cool, interesting, different. Uh, I'm such an American. I, well, I, I always felt I was about 5% American, <laughs> but probably a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's, it is, it's, a, it's a different place. And so it's a real challenge to get to know people. And, you know, it's, it, the markets are different in the U.S. and here. There, there's a the sort of unbridled enthusiasm in America that is, it can drive you crazy sometimes. And here, people are a lot cooler. They're just cooler. <laughs> you know? They're, I mean, just, you know, cool. They, you know, you tell them, oh, I just started, a, I, we started a brewery last, I started a brewery yesterday. <laughs> All right. All right. right. Nice Great. one. Yeah. Right. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. But, um, but, uh, you know, any, any part we can play in, like, what's going on in Sheffield for beer, I think we, we totally want to play that. Like, we should, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, everyone should be enjoying making this a better beer city, you know? Um, and we have no ego, so, like, we're, we'll play our tiny little role in that. But, like, I love the fact that there are people like you guys and and jewels and and you know beer festivals and people are writing reports for the city and, and things like this talking about beer because um when you look at what it's done in the u.s it's unbelievable it's one of the only industries that's doing you know really well in the whole country um and there's something good about you know inventing something that people imbibe have and have fun with you yeah. know like yeah. this is this is a small industry that needs to be cherished and um, you know, uh, and enjoy the fact that you have that you guys have this this culture in this city. So we just want to be part of it and um, and have fun with you, you all, and, ho and hopefully host a lot of people to have fun as well. So yeah, we're totally in. <laughs> and FIFA. I think I speak on uh, behalf of Adam and myself and, and probably um, the majority of the, the Sheffield beer scene when we say it's great to have you here um, the very best of luck um, over the coming weeks months and years yeah. um, and we um, I very much look forward to to coming back on, on many occasions and seeing how things work out for you guys so um, thank right. you for having us uh, alright thanks for coming by the yeah, freezing cold brewery it's been great stay warm <laughs> <laughs>